Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Jonah, still in chapter 3, looking at verses 5 and 6 from the God's Word translation. Real revival and repentance begins with faithful preaching and faithful hearing of God's Word. And Jonah did just that. He did the faithful preaching, and the people of Nineveh did the faithful hearing of God's words. Jonah's uh, message was simple to the people of Nineveh. He said, in 40 days, Nineveh will be destroyed. And it led to a great revival. So let's listen to what God's word says in verses 5 and 6. Then the people of Nineveh believed God. They decided to fast. And everyone, from the most important to the least important, dressed in sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he got up from his throne, took off his robe, put on sackcloth, and sat in ashes. Again, Jonah chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 from the God's Word translation, which gives this chapter the title, Nineveh Turns from Its Wicked Ways. I'll be back to share insights and close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. We are again in Jonah chapter 3, verses 5 through 6, in the God's Word translation. Jonah has followed God's directions. He's preached to Nineveh, and now the people have heard, including the king, and they responded to uh, the, the, uh, the message, which was quite simple. Your city, Nineveh, the city you love, will be destroyed in 40 days. Powerful, short, to the point, and they got the point. They got the message. Some think the Ninevites heard from the mariners or others, or even from Jonah himself, of his being cast into the sea and delivered by a miracle. And that he and this served for a confirmation of his mission and brought them the more readily to believe God's uh, speaking by him. And remember some of the, well, one of the commentaries looks at Jonah as a parable saying that the Israelites did not receive their prophets they did not repent until God really had to get their attention. And the uh, Ninevites who weren't Jewish heard the word and repented, repented of their sins, which is what God wants of all of his people to once you trust him, 
and he's uh, shown you that there's an error in your way, he's given you uh, that chance, that choice, that we should take the chance and the choice <laughs> and uh, seek his favor, seek repentance. But let me continue reading. Repentance begins with believing God. As we believe him and his word, we have the choice and the power to transform our lives as he wills. So he can, he can through his Holy Spirit, show us that we're not doing something right, but it's still up to us. It's in our power to transform our lives so that we are back in the will of God. We can repent. The people believed in God and exhibited trust in and faith in God as evidenced by a change in behavior. They fasted or they set, a set, a set aside time for abstaining from food. And it doesn't say how many days. It just says that they did it. I know in the book of Esther, she uh, did a three-day fast. In the book of Daniel, there was a... Uh, seven day, I think, or I'm not sure how many days. I'm, I don't know from the top of my head, but oh, it's right here. Daniel fasted, pleading. Oh no, this is David. Daniel fasted in the lion's den, but it doesn't say how many days. And they fasted even before that to show the king that just eating the way uh, their Jewish diet, their Israelite diet, that they would. Um, be you know better than the people who ate the, the the one the captives who ate from the king's table so david fasted and ple while pleading for the life of his child nehemiah fasted upon hearing the bad news concerning the condition of the city of jerusalem king darius fasted during while daniel was in the lion's den so these are three two are kings but that's good examples and queen esther that she uh, she uh, asked for a fast and she fasted for her people. But let me continue reading because my time, of course, is quite short. They put on sackcloth, which was fabric made of goat or camel hair, which made it coarse and uncomfortable. The piece of sackcloth was used in mourning and it usually took the form of a lion cloth. The custom of wearing sackcloth usually demonstrated an individual's act of repentance and it gave examples of that. The king set uh, a good example of humiliation. When he heard the word of God sent to him, he rose from his throne. The king of Nineveh rose from his throne not only in reverence to the word of God, in general, but in fear of the word of wrath in particular, and in sorrow and shame for sin by which he and his people had become obnoxious to God's wrath. He rose from his royal throne and laid aside his royal robe, the badge of his imperial dignity, as an acknowledgement that having not used his power as he ought to have done for the restraining of violence and wrong and the maintaining of right, he had forfeited his throne and robe to the justice of God, and he felt unworthy of the honor and trust of a king. 
and that God was right if he took his kingdom from him. But remember, God gave them 40 days to repent. They heard the word. They repented. The greatest man in the city bowed down before the great God. And he was a great example for his people. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the wonder of your divine grace as we repent. Even though we don't have to put on sackcloth and ashes as in a token of humiliation for sin or as, a, um, as we dread divine vengeance, we don't have to put it on physically, but emotionally, God, we do. When we are living outside of your will, outside of your word, outside of your way, we thank you for that picture of sackcloth and ashes as we repent and turn back to you, turn away from our sins and return to you. We thank you for the opportunity, God. Thank you for the choice. Thank you that you gave us volition. You gave us the power and the choice to do what uh, we need to to transform our lives as you will and to your will. And God, we thank you that as a people of God, we do exhibit faith and trust in you. And it's evidenced by a change in our behavior. Father, we thank you and we praise you. And we're still asking, as we have for the past few weeks, for favor in this battle, this conflict, that's going on between uh, Russians and the Ukrainians. Neighbors, God, that makes it hard. Probably relatives fighting against each other. As many have said, all we can do, and we can do more, I know, but the most important thing we can do, the violence, uh, gun violence, we're praying for that in the States. We're praying for uh, those who need you, need special covering, especially those who are mourning, those who are having to bury their dead, those who have no place to live. God, they need you in a special way. And we're thanking you in, in advance, Father, that this conflict is going to end, and it's going to end swiftly. We're praying for a peaceful end, Father, in the name of Jesus. We're not telling you what to do. We're just asking you, Father. Because we have faith and trust that you can and you will bring peace to this volatile situation in the name of Jesus. Restore all of the hurt. Restore peace, God. We come, oh, comfort hearts, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.